It's time to travel with Anita. From across town to around the world, she covers it all. Spanning the globe for more than four decades, Anita has been to over 100 countries and territories and is the host of the Lowell Thomas Bronze Award-winning podcast, Quarter Miles Travel. From load transportation fares to travel insurance concerns, safety to savings, Anita gets you there and back with a smile along the way. Now, here's the host of Travel with Anita, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel with Anita and Friends. You know, now is the time for us to start looking forward when it comes to travel, because summertime is not that far away when you start talking about planning. And now is the time to start seriously planning for your summer 2023 vacations and getaways. Whether you're planning a quick getaway or a vacation to one of your dream destinations that you've been thinking about for a while. Because 70% of U.S. travelers are intending to travel over the next year. And they're willing to spend an average of $4,339. Now, this is from the MMGY's latest portrait of America's traveler. So what that says to me, it's going to be busy. So for you and I, it's time for us to start planning. So we're not left behind. Now, as a worldwide traveler myself for over 40 years, I can tell you, When it gets busy, that can mean that there's more than just crowds, but there's also disappointments and not getting what you want out of your trips and not being able to go exactly where you want to go and do all the things you want to do. On today's show, I'm sharing a boatload or maybe an airplane full. (laughs) Okay, enough with all my puns. But I'm sharing a long list of travel trends, tips, And things, uh, just some general information, things for you to know as you plan for this summer. And I'm sharing it now because, as I said, summer vacation means you need to start planning now. Now, I first want to start with my why now. Why is it important in May to start planning for the official days of summer, which not really are not until June, June 21st to be exact. But planning ahead means that you will get what you want before things become unavailable. And all the trends point to summer 2023 being busier than 2019. Can you believe that? So the summer before the pandemic was not as busy as the summer coming up now. So while this is good news for the travel industry, it can mean that your dream vacations are not only more expensive, but may also become harder to book because of demand. And summer vacations for most of us start as soon as the kids are out of school, and that can be before June 21st for many school systems. Now, according to Allianz Travel Insurance Company, you know, the one that's my travel buddy, the airlines that they partner with are reporting that the top trending international destinations are Cancun, Mexico, Cabo, Mexico, Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic, Aruba, Montego Bay, Nassau, London, and the Turks and Caicos, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Now, are either of these exciting destinations on your list? If the answer is yes, it says to me, you better start planning now. But summer trends are not all leading us to Mexico and the Caribbean. Flights are also being booked to destinations in other places as well. And Allianz's latest survey includes some of our favorite sunny domestic spots like Orlando, which is the number one domestic destination. I mean, it always is top of the list. But Honolulu, Hawaii is there. Kailua, Hawaii is on the list as well. Los Angeles, 
Las Vegas, and Miami are all in the top 10 domestic destinations where we are wanting to go this summer. So for me, there is nothing wrong on that list. I mean, Hawaii is a big favorite of mine, but I could raise my hand for any of those spots on that list. But if you're putting Hawaii on your list, start checking now for airfare. Prices are going up, up, and away, and booking with budget airlines may mean multiple stops, with nonstop flights coming in at a much higher price. So if Hawaii is it, if it's on your list, here are a couple of tips. Book at least two weeks before departure in order to make sure that you get a below average price. The sooner you book, the better the fares. You can watch airfares and catch the best rates on a couple of sites. So jot these down. Google Flights, Priceline, and Momondo. Those are three of the sites that I like to go to and really monitor airfare so that I know when it's time to jump in and book. Now, high season in Hawaii is considered to be June and July. And the cheapest months to fly and go to Hawaii is January. So you see, those summer vacations in Hawaii are going to cost us a little bit more. And morning departures are around 11% more expensive than an evening flight on average. Now, let's talk a little bit about Orlando because I know that's also high on everyone's list, especially if you have a family and you have kids or grandkids. Now, it usually means that we are also thinking about all of the things to do around Disney World. At least we should be. So I'm asked all the time about the cost of visiting the fascinating and fun world of all things Disney in Florida. And that's a very tough question to answer. It's a little bit more complicated than just saying one price. We know we have to put it on our list at some time because it's close and every child at some point will want to visit Disney World. So how much does it cost to go to Disney World? And to be honest, like I said, there's not really a particular price because when you stop and think about it, the price to go to Disney World also includes things such as the hotel, other accommodations that you might choose instead of a hotel, food, the park tickets themselves, activities, and of course, depending on the time of the year, all of those could vary in price. So for a family of four visiting Disney World during the high season, the summer months, could run you around $6,000 for a family of four. Wow. Ouch. Now, there are always cheaper ways to do it, including Airbnb and VRBO accommodations, where you can cut down on the accommodations costs and also cook some of your meals so you cut down on the food costs. Then, of course, to Disneyland, to Disney World, rather, there's also the driving versus flying as another way to cut down on costs. Now, let's talk a little bit more about some other trends, because trends are really kind of shaping up a little bit differently this year. Another trend that's high on the list is solo travel. Many people have found themselves dreaming of and wishing for travel over the last two years or three years. And COVID really did take a bite out of travel. While many of us stay close to home when venturing out for a getaway. But now is the time that we are ready to travel. And if you are waiting on your family or friends and they're not available, venturing out on your own is perfectly fine. And that's the trend that we're seeing in the travel industry. The more people are saying, see you later, and going on and doing some solo traveling. And later in the show, I share a long list of things that will help you feel more confident in doing solo travel if you haven't done it before. And you may end up making solo travel your preference when it comes to packing up and going on a trip. 
Now, another trend is the slow moving rate of hiring in the U.S. and other places. So be prepared for longer lines, longer wait times and more and more frustrated travelers. And the frustrated traveler might be you. But also keep in mind that this also means that there will be frustrated workers. And what I'm finding is that gone are the days when patience, decorum and top priority was given to customers. And more emphasis is being placed on how workers feel and the acceptance of their lack of decorum when dealing with challenges. That is just kind of seemed to be that's okay. That's the way it is. It's like everyone needs to take a moment and remember we're all in this together and to not really forget that the traveler is the customer who is paying. But also we have to be patient with the workers who are dealing with more responsibilities, longer hours, and more frustrated customers. So we all need a moment. But it's important to remember mutual respect goes a long, long way on both sides. Now, another fascinating trend that is getting lots of attention is visiting movie and film sites. Now, this is not really totally new. We've been visiting the sites for a long time to see where our favorite shows are produced and filmed. But what's pushing it to being in the trending category, I believe, is our attention to more TV, more streaming, and let's just say the name, more Netflix. Because during the pandemic, I think we all we're looking at more Netflix. So now there's an interest to see the places in real life. If this sounds like you, Hawaii for Jurassic Park, that's where it was filmed. And in Georgia, The Vampire Diaries, we all know about that, filmed right here in Georgia. And Tennessee, where The Green Mile was filmed. I've given you a couple of great ideas on destinations, but I'll stop right here. But when I come back, let's talk a little bit more about airlines because, oh boy, oh boy, airline rates have us shaking our heads at this point. So stay tuned for more tips here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Back in a moment. Forever, we have referred to taking an airplane trip as flying to friendly skies. But things are looking a little bit different these days up in the wild blue yonder. But there are ways that we can make it all work for us. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Now, it's no secret the airlines have prices all over the place. I mean, who knows what it costs to fly somewhere these days? You can't really guess anymore. One airline has lower prices while another one has higher ones. And what makes the difference? And does it really matter when all I really want to do is get to my destination? But what you're finding is no mistake. Budget airlines offer fares at a lower rate, but also come with stiffer rules and regulations. And you may also find that you need to purchase the ability to choose like your seat. How about that? You got to sit down, right? Now, this could be a concern if you're traveling with a family of four with small children and you can't decide on where you're going to sit on the plane. Will you be able to sit together? And budget fares also mean paying for check bags, uh, a fee to print your boarding pass if you still prefer to have it in your hand. So all of these things really do add up to making a difference when we're trying to figure out airfare. And airlines with multiple levels of tickets will sell seats at a lower rate with many stipulations as well. So let's take a look at our hometown airline, for instance. That would be Delta, my airline choice. With Delta's basic economy, there's no seat assignment until after check-in. There's no changes allowed. It's cancelable for partial e-credit, which means that there will be a cancellation charge that will apply. 
You'll be the last one to board and you're not eligible for upgrades if you want to upgrade to Comfort Plus or if you even want to upgrade to First Class. No miles are earned, so that means if you are a SkyMiles member, you get no credit toward your SkyMiles medallion status. So something to think about. Now in the main cabin, they offer a bit more freedom and flexibility. So you, you can select an available seat in advance, which means that's a lot of peace of mind for families or people traveling together. And if you do need to change your flight, you can do it easily without any change fees for the tickets that originate in the United States, Canada, Europe, Africa, and the Caribbean. And if you do change your mind and would like to purchase an upgrade to Comfort Plus, a premium, a first class, you can also do that. Then their next level is Comfort Plus, and that gives you that extra leg room. And you may say, well, why do I want to pay for that? But you also get earlier boarding and deplaning because you are sitting in further up in the front of the airplane and you get dedicated overhead bin space that's just for you. So what they've done is they have a sign inside the overhead bin that says for comfort plus passengers only. Now, while some of these extras, like I said, may be kind of like, well, why would I want to do that? Think about my flight that I just had. I was on a nine hour international flight. I was in comfort plus and I can tell you that made a difference. Now, another savings may be to ask your airline about air bus rail services. There might be a savings there too, because what that does is it allows you to take a bus service or rail service to a smaller city that may be close to one of the main hubs. Landline bus service is available through United and American, where they offer connections to their smaller cities that are outside their main hubs. So you can book it all on one single ticket and your bags, they'll even be checked the whole way through. So that's a great thing too. And you can also do something similar with Delta. You can actually book train tickets across Europe along with your air ticket through what Delta calls their Delta Air Plus Rail program. So these are some ways that you can, you know, really make a difference there and not only saving money, but saving a little bit of time as well. Now, there are ways that you can gather a few perks when flying too. No need for you to feel like you're completely missing out because there are some things that you can ask for. You can see if there's an earlier flight uh, to your same destination, just ask the gate agent if it's possible for you to switch without a, a fee. And you'll go standby, of course, meaning that you're waiting to make sure that there is a seat that will be available. But if you can swing it, hey, you're going to get to your destination and start having fun a lot earlier than you planned. So that's a good thing. But I should note that airlines do have policies around this. And depending on your ticket type, the answer may be a strict no. But also, if there's an empty seat, you may have an agent who says yes, and it doesn't hurt to ask, right? Now, going on a day flight, you might find sometimes, too, that you want to sleep a little bit, but it's too bright on the airplane. Ask the flight attendants if they have eye masks. And while you're at it, maybe ask if they have some slippers, too. But the eye masks will certainly help you get a little more comfortable and can sleep on a day flight. Now, I get people asking all the time, why don't airlines still have the pillows and blankets on board? You know, I ask the same question because I usually want one as well. But many airlines don't offer them, but some do. So why don't you ask if you're wanting to take a nap or if you're sitting in an area that's really cold? And I can tell you, sitting by the doors definitely are the coldest spots on the airplane. So you'll definitely want to, uh, to have a, a blanket if you can get one.
And if you're not feeling well, did you know that the airlines carry some pain meds on board, upset stomach meds and things like that? Airplanes have a first aid kit available to help you feel better. And if you need something, you can always ask. Now, did you forget your earphones? You may want to enjoy the airplane entertainment. So ask for a set of those disposable earphones. Some airlines might charge a minimum fee for that, just be a few dollars. But still, you can get those earphones and enjoy some entertainment. And kid activities books and toy wings are available on many flights as well. Ask a flight attendant if there's anything on board for children. And this is especially helpful on long flights. And also, make sure you get those toy wings for children who are taking their first flight. Just imagine how fun that's going to be for them to keep those throughout the years. I recently flew to Canada and my bag didn't make it. It was a carry-on, but I had to check it at the gate. I was told all the overhead bins were full and that my bag would make it with me to my final destination. And I was also transiting, so my bag would also need to make the transfer too. Well, it didn't. So here's what I learned. I want to share it with you guys. If you're told you have to check your bag at the gate, try to convince them to check on board to make sure that all the bins are really full. Because when I got on board, there were many empty bins. If the bag is going to be checked at the gate, ask for a luggage tag to be placed on the bag and check it for accuracy and keep your part of the tag in case your bag doesn't make it. Make sure that your name, telephone number are on the bag. And then take a quick photo of your bag and take a picture of the portion of the baggage tag that you have as well. If your bag doesn't arrive with you, report it right away to the baggage claim area. I share your portion of the baggage tag, but make sure you get that baggage tag piece back. Don't leave it with the agent. Ask for a copy of the delayed baggage report to be emailed to you and text. And wait at the desk to make sure that you receive the email and the text. Do not leave until you feel that you have all of the information that you'll need for follow-up. Also, ask for an amenities kit, which will contain things like dental care, deodorant, maybe lotion, soap, things like that, that would just hold you over until your bag comes. The airline usually will schedule to have your bag delivered on the same day that it arrives in. So give them an address where you will be staying and make sure that that is included in the report that you get as well. Ask what time and what you should expect. Will the delivery company call or text to let you know that your bags will be delivered soon? Ask about the next steps. And here's the thing. If your bag does not arrive and becomes a lost bag, file a lost bag report with the airline. But before doing so, research to see exactly what compensation the airline owes you. Each airline is different. And when you file the report, you'll want to ask for that compensation. And file with your travel insurance company. You know, Allianz Travel Insurance is who I travel with. They will also be there to help you with getting your bag returned to you. Now, I know you've heard me say that I have a travel buddy, and that's Allianz Travel Insurance, because they do take all of the worry out of my trips. There's no stressing over things like delayed bags or delayed trips or cancellations or interruptions. I'm having all the fun while they're covering the unforeseen circumstances. So visit AllianzTravelInsurance.com to learn a bit more. Now, I'll stop here, but when I come back, I'm going to tell you some more tips to get you ready for summer vacation. Here on Travel with Anita and Friends.
voyage on the deep blue sea is a dream vacation for many. Selling the high seas or a river cruise gives you a chance to relax, explore, and see it all. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Cruising may have taken a little dip during the pandemic, but it is back and people are ready to sail and enjoy time on the water and all the fun itineraries that will have you saying, Ahoy! Here are some tips for booking a cruise. Understand what's included and what's not before you step on board. Very important to make sure that you understand what you're purchasing. Make sure that you know what's included before you board the cruise so you're totally clear on what you paid for in advance and what you haven't paid for. It may make sense to purchase an all-inclusive beverage package ahead of your selling, which means that you have to think about it less once you're on board. And also, it may save you some money. And before you book, learn more about any extra fees, taxes, excursions, gratuities, package charges, alcoholic beverages, or other expenses that you may have to cover. Less inclusive cruise lines may appear to be more affordable, but you may end up spending more money in the long run, especially if you like to indulge in things like a spa treatment, premium cocktails, or even fine dining on board. Consider the cost of getting to your port of embarkation when comparing the costs. Will you be flying to Europe to meet up with your river cruise? Or can you save money by driving to a domestic port for your ocean cruise departure? Check out the ship when you get on board. As soon as you get on, take time to explore each deck so that you know exactly where everything is. You don't lose time or arrive late. You know where everything is on board. Review the schedules to see what you may be able to uh, avoid lines for certain activities on board. And for the best in-suite views, book a room at the back of the ship, y'all. I mean, that's the place you want to be. Not only are they nice and quiet, but they offer a wonderful sweeping view of the ocean and the ports. You might see whales while you're sailing, seals, dolphins. Many times they can be spotted from the back of the ship. And that's a must-see for any photographers that are going cruising. It's those amazing sunsets and sunrises. You can catch them when you have a stateroom in that area. Now, for the best sunsets, head to the observation deck. This is also the perfect spot for when you are selling off from the various ports. Explore all of your shore excursion options, too. Your cruise ship offers a shore excursion, but your travel advisor can also help you arrange tours and experiences that may be different from those offered by the cruise line. It could save you money and could give you the opportunity to see exactly what you want. Take advantage also of overnight imports. Get off the ship for dinner and for an excursion. It may sound a little crazy getting off the ship to go have dinner, but that's your chance to really explore a destination when you're staying overnight. Now here's another tip. Make sure that you pay close attention to the listed physical activity levels for each of the excursions. Vacation is no time to test your limits, so stay safe and have fun. No need to try things that may not be able to really successfully do. Here's another tip. Now, I don't usually like to do laundry on a vacation, but did you know that you can use the laundry services on board the cruise ship? So take advantage of this. And instead of packing a lot of things, maybe you can wash a few things and keep your bags light and easy to maneuver. 
bring along a carry-on bag because your luggage will be taken to your stateroom and you won't see it for a while. So pack any of the important items in your carry-on luggage that you need right away. And even a change of clothes, maybe a swimsuit or another pair of shoes, some comfy shoes, pack that in the carry-on bag too so you can get comfy as soon as you get on board the cruise ship. Now, make it a big trip. Now, what I mean by that is plan to expand your dates and visit places on land that you'd like to see. An example is when I went to Ecuador, I stayed and visited the mainland of Ecuador on a cruise that I was taking to the Galapagos Islands. It gave me a chance to check out some of the other places in Ecuador, like going to the equator and checking that out. So plan big when you are planning your cruises and plan to spend a little extra time checking out some of the other cities that you're going to. Now here's a tip. Get to know the crew. This makes not only your trip fun, but they also enjoy engaging with the guests too. And it will make them think about you for some extra special efforts and to ensure that you are comfortable doing your whole cruise. Check out the daily itineraries and keep an eye out for activities and food offerings on board, especially during sea day. You'll find these delivered to your room daily, so don't just put them aside. Make sure and read them. Sea day is a great time to do some relaxation, maybe read a book, or have a spa treatment. Now, my tip is to make the most of your time on board. Make sure that you have at least one day that maybe you stay on board the ship. Cruises are so destination focused that a lot of times we overlook those at sea days in the itinerary or even taking a day to just stay on board the ship. But as the saying goes, getting there is half the fun. So have some of the fun on board the ship. Now tip accordingly. You have two choices. You can prepay the tips before the cruise and not worry about it. And some people really like to do that. But some people also like to tip based on the quality of service they received. And so if that is you, we normally recommend that you tip the crew $20 per person per day, which is then divided among all the crew members. And the guides, any tour guides that you have, tip them between $10 to $15 per person per day. Now let's talk a little bit about food allergies because we do like to cruise to have some of that delicious cuisine. If you do have food allergies or any type of food um, requirements, speak directly to the chef or either to the hotel director, who is the person that's in charge of all of the passenger comforts on board the ship. Now book any specialty dining or things like that that you want to do. Book those as soon as possible and even book them ahead of time too before you get on the ship. Always look to book those so that you are not disappointed because often they are sold out or have very limited times. Now, before you leave, check your passport because you will need at least three to six months of the passport being valid before the deadline of your passport, before it expires. Because you want to do this so that you have enough time if you have to get your passport replaced. Right now, getting passports is really delayed. Even when you do the expedite passports, it still is taking a lot longer than normal. So check those passports. Make sure you have three to six months available of validity. If you're prone to seasickness, you should be very particular about where your cabin is located. 
stick to a midship cabin, not too high of a floor and as midship as possible. And also avoid the front of the ship because it has a tendency to have you feeling all of the motion of the ocean. So definitely, (laughs) definitely you want to get that midship. Put your phone on airplane mode. Now, if you don't have an international plan that covers your destinations, put it on airplane mode so that you save money. Now, there are some plans that will allow you to use your phone just as you would at home, but it might be as much as $10 a day. Now, if you're going to need your phone on one or two days, just take it off airplane mode and use it on those days. But keep in mind that you save money by putting your phone on airplane mode. Also, you may want to purchase the cruise line's Wi-Fi package if you need to stay in touch with home. With Wi-Fi, you can also make some calls home. You can even use FaceTime if you have that to call and see your family and friends at home. And when cruising, you want to think about travel insurance. And I know you've heard me say that I have a travel buddy, and that's Allianz Travel Insurance. They take all of the worry out of my trips, especially when I'm cruising. There's no stressing over things like covered trip delays, cancellations, or interruptions. I'm having all the fun sailing around the deep blue sea while they're covering all of the unforeseen circumstances that may come my way. Visit their website, AllianceTravelInsurance.com to learn more about how they can be your travel buddy too. Now I'll stop here, take a break, and when we come back, I have more great tips for you here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Have you ever traveled solo? Or maybe you've thought about venturing out on your own. It's a trend. Many travelers are going it alone and they're loving it. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Uh, Solo travel has become a way of life for many travelers. They're not afraid to go out on their own, have unique experiences, and be able to meet new friends and have great experiences on the road all by themselves. Now, here are some tips for solo travel and also some safety tips as well. First of all, before you do anything, when you are planning, think about your accommodations because that's going to be your home. Know the hotel's information, where they're located, their name, their address, phone number. Jot down all of that information before you leave home and make sure that you are selecting accommodations that are in a location that will be safe and secure. Try not to book places that will be quiet or low traffic during the time that you're there. You want to be in places where there are people moving around and things are going on. Now, when you arrive and you're heading out, make sure that you take with you the hotel's information, their name, their address, and telephone number. As soon as you check in, really pick up a card or brochure too to make sure you have that with you as well. If you get lost and need help finding your way back, you can hand that information, the hotel name, the address, to your cab driver for them to get you back. This is really important with international travel where you may not speak the language. Very important. Pack light. I always say it's really important that you can handle all of your luggage that you're traveling with yourself. If you can't handle it all, don't take it with you. 
Do a test run at home, really, to make sure that you can comfortably carry all of your bags on your own. There are many times that you may have to navigate tricky situations and staircases quickly. And the last thing that you want to be doing is struggling with your bags by yourself. Find companies and tours that cater to solo travelers so that you don't feel so much like you're alone. And maybe you'll meet some friends there as well. As the number of solo travelers continues to grow, more and more companies are catering this. They are also joining the trend by eliminating things like single supplement fees. Now, there are also free walking tours that you'll find around the city. So join some of those. What you'll find is that young locals in many cities lead complimentary daily tours with the option for donations at the end. And the nature is sort of a pay-what-you-can walks that tend to really attract solo travelers, creating an opportunity, really, for you to connect with like-minded adventurers anxious to bun for maybe a meal later or maybe some outings later as well. Now, when you're traveling by yourself, tip well on day one to the people that are there in your hotel or where you're staying. Because what that does is it makes them feel as though they want to help you a little bit more because everybody likes a tip. So staying somewhere for more than one night, find a particular helpful employee and show him or her how much you appreciate them with a generous tip. And after doing so, maybe they will help a little bit more with your luggage or help you find things, suggest places for you to go, make sure that you get a cab. They'll be on the lookout for you, too. If you're not returning home or back to the hotel, that's now your home. If you're not returning back, they'll be on the lookout for that. And when you're traveling, whether you're traveling solo or whether you're traveling with a group, leave your jewelry at home. Find jewelry, just stay at home. It shouldn't come along with you on the trip. There's really no reason for you to try to impress someone while you're out traveling. So leave that designer handbag, the sparkling accessories, all of those things behind. That's also the same with fancy cameras and laptops and phones. If you don't need that, leave it at home. One good option also, too, is to switch to an older wallet or pop on an old cell phone case so that it looks less like a target for pickpocketers. Now, a lot of people say that they only use credit cards nowadays, but I am still of the mindset that you need a little cash in your pocketbook or in your wallet. So keep some cash on hand because even though credit cards are widely accepted these days, you don't want to be caught without money when you're traveling alone. And it doesn't have to be a lot of cash, but just a little bit to help you get back to where you need to feel safe. Now, while the exact amount really depends on your personal comfort level, split up that cash in various locations, maybe a little bit in your wallet, but keep some in the safe in your room, keep some uh, hidden in your bag to prevent any kind of quick theft, but make sure you always have a little cash on hand. Now, while you're traveling solo, make sure to always take care of yourself. And this is meant in so many ways. Maintain any regiments of medicines or exercise that you do at home. Try to keep that going while you're traveling. It's just you, so there's no one trying to encourage you to do something different, pulling you in a different direction. So it's important to keep your immune system strong, to eat well, get the rest that you need so that you are prepared for all of the activities you have planned during your vacation. 
Learn the language of the place where you're going. Giving a little bit of time to learn some of the language where you'll be traveling to will help you with getting around. It'll make it a lot easier to get to know people and to ask for things that you might need. Save the social posting for later. Now, everybody likes to post on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, and there's nothing wrong with that. And if you want to stay in touch with family and friends via social media, I suggest creating a group and invite only those that you trust to join you and keep up with your travels on a daily basis. Only let in the friends that you trust that you know. Otherwise, you can also post when you get home. Or sometimes what I'll do is that I'll post, if I'm going to more than one place or one city, I'll post about the city I just visited a day or two later after I've left. So wait until the next day or two days when you're in a totally different place to start posting about the things that you just did. It's not too late to do that. <laughs> it's also a chance for you to think about and have the memories of some of the things that you've done on your getaway. Real important when you're traveling by yourself is to stay alert. Keep your ears open as well as your eyes open to things that are around you. One of the great things about traveling solo is you get a chance to meet new friends and meet people. And I encourage you to do that. But also beware that you don't know them fully yet. So don't be too open with where you're staying, where you're going, what your itinerary is with people that you're just meeting, even if they seem super friendly. Just be a little reserved with all of your personal information. Now, take advantage of the solo benefits. You know, reap the rewards of not having a plus one by waving your solo traveler flag when you need it. You may be able to jump to the front of the line, too. You know, sometimes when they say, is it a party of one or a party of two? Well, when it's a party of one, sometimes we can get seated or we can get served a little bit faster. And lastly, I want to leave you with this. Don't underestimate how rewarding solo travel can be. Solo travel is a trend for a reason. People are finding the benefits in venturing out on their own. They're learning more about themselves. They have the chance to choose the things they want to do, the activities they want to, to participate in, the experiences that they want to have without being pulled in many directions that maybe they're going in those directions with their travel buddy to make sure they don't rock the boat. Well, when you're traveling solo, you don't have to worry about that. But the gifts that solo travel can bring and offer to really anyone, but especially people who are maybe retired or senior who have been waiting and putting off travel for a long time, this is your time now to get out, to enjoy, to travel to all those places that you wanted to travel to, to venture out and see the world and discover all of the things about places that you love and also discover things about yourself. It is very gratifying, very satisfying way to travel. Traveling solo is incredibly empowering. It is something that gets you really in touch with yourself. Now today's show has been all about travel trends, travel tips, and getting you ready to start planning for vacation 2023 for the summer. Well, you take your friends, you take your family, you take your travel buddies, whoever you're planning to travel with. I hope these travel tips will help you with planning as you get ready for your summer vacation 
2023. Now, for more information on destinations and more travel tips, visit my website, travelwithanita.com. And there you'll find a lot more information. And don't forget, there are many reasons you may need travel insurance and coverage is easy when you're booking with your favorite travel supplier, Aliat's Travel Insurance partners with the top airlines, hotels, and travel agencies. Aliat's Travel Insurance makes it easy to be booked and insured. Visit their website, aliatstravelinsurance.com. Now all you have to do is pack and get ready for Summer Vacation 2023. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Travel with Anita. For more, log on to her website, Travel with Anita with two N's.com, and look for her award winning podcast, Quarter Miles Travel, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Anita will be back in two weeks with another exciting adventure for you and your travel buddies. So keep those passports updated and remember to always travel safe and travel smart. Right, Jack? Uh, uh, uh.